What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. The big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Brap, brap! And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I'm right at the end of Chance of Sonar, and this is game This game just keeps on hitting, man, let me tell you. Play Andy, Chance of Sonar. We're in a dope Scott Pilgrim on a Gucci Thank shirt. you. I got about is two Gucci shirts. Yeah. Yeah, brand new, brand new. Very, very, very Very cool. expensive, too. They were like $38. I was like, all right, but yeah. I haven't had a Gucci shirt in a while, so I'll yeah. buy a Gucci shirt yeah. it's good. for the good holidays. Stuff. Greg, you have the PlayStation Portal in your hand. I do. Now you're playing with power. I'm here, man. There was nothing on his display, though. Just kidding. It was a picture of John Cena doing this. Oh, shit. Whoa. Wow. Just as we were going live, I looked at Instagram, and they got a code here for getting a, a pink diamond version of Rhea Ripley, so I'm going to redeem that Mommy. code here. Got it. Got it. Got it. You see Daddy's home? I did. Randy I Orton. Oh. Good. Oh, really good. Beat the everyone the fuck out of Dominic Mysterio <laughs> last night. <laughs> Wrestling is a whole thing, everybody. But we're not talking about today. We're talking about video games, specifically the Game Awards and our predictions. We have the Game Awards coming up next week. Very excited for that. Um, Greg and Bless will be there in the flesh, which is very exciting. They're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. They'll be at the, the show itself, being able to see a whole bunch of, of, of games. Uh, and Bless, you're making a special appearance somewhere. I am. I'm going to the Giant Bomb live show that they're, they're doing that Saturday. Yeah, their Game of the Year live show. Very, very cool. If you are in the Los Angeles area, you should go check that out. Hold um, on, I believe. Oh, well, you know what? Is check it? it out. I thought so. I mean, well, I might double so check. It sold out originally at the they got a small venue, venue uh, oh. and it sold out so fast that they were like... Now uh, there's a Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they were joking about, like, what if we could get it to the top here? So um, I think this was the last time that they tweeted about it. They're going to get the orchestra. <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking the link to see if the tickets are available. Because, yeah, it's happening at the Terragram Ballroom. The Terragram Ballroom. It looks like I could buy tickets if I want to right now. You really need to go just ride or die for one game, one game only. Sonic fucking Frontiers or whatever it was called. <laughs> First of all, that came out last year. The game oh, that came shit, out this word? year. Sonic Superstars, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. oh man, I'm going to fucking go. ride or die for Sonic Superstars. I, I appreciate Sonic that. Sonic the uh, But anyways, you Superstar. can find them in LA if you're there. <laughs> if you're not there, you can hang out with us at home. We will, of course, be live reacting to the Game Awards. It'll be me. It'll be Andy. It'll be Snowbike Mike right here at this table hanging out having a great time with all of you reacting to all the major announcements and winners great we're moment. about to go through and do a whole game mm -hmm. of let's show yes but one of the things we don't have on there in a meeting i just had with snowbike mike and he doesn't have inside information to be clear he doesn't have inside information he guarantees me someone's gonna rush the stage this year <laughs> no way right that's not happening again i sure as fuck hope not he's like I somebody really... will try he's like some, one of these i think somebody's gonna try one of these millennials gonna... or gen z's i forget who i think they might get stopped this time though yeah like i think somebody's gonna fucking like tease to spear them yeah oh there's gonna be air air marshals like kind of undercover they're like you're gonna see a dude wearing a fucking game shirt. You're like, you're not a fan of that. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a game that like sticks out. We're like, oh no. Yeah. You're here for security. You're not actually. Because I don't think I don't think Jeff Keighley could survive a third <laughs> third time mm -hmm. in the last twelve months of somebody rushing the stage. See a dude with a Viva Pinata shirt. Like, nah, yeah. he's not real. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Damn, we got beef up security. Yeah. <laughs> fool me three times. Now it's Jeff Keighley's fault. Done. I'm over. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah, so hopefully we're not going to have that happen, and don't do that, everybody. Just don't. Please. I'll tell you right now, if you try and I catch wind of it, I'll stop you. I thought that Greg was going to hit But us. I have to be pretty close to stop him. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah. want to accidentally tackle some indie dev I didn't know. I thought you were going to give us some big scoop. Tackle them dead. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, Stoneback Mike, this is not like a leak or whatever, but oh. he has a good authority that 
Halo or so whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's like yeah. Someone will run. I'm like the I'm, stage. I'm at the point. Squirrels. <laughs> as this is I'm at the point where I'm afraid to like be in the theater and make a wrong move. Like look sure. a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. Like I'm definitely gonna be in the audience, just like sitting like as straight and you know do my Among Us. Like I'm playing it now, but you're gonna be dressed so good. They're gonna be like that guy's not here to get kicked out. Wasn't that kid like that kid that did the last time? He was dressed fine. Right? Nah, no, like, he, like, he wasn't dressed. He had a good. pea coat, you know. Yeah, that's but he, what, I mean, he, he did look like everybody else wearing like, a graphic tee. Yeah, you're right. That's what he was wearing clothes that he was drowning in. You know, it, but like people aren't for him. Mo like ninety five percent of the audience at the game awards isn't dressing up to dress up. You know, like they're all wearing graphic tees with a little jacket over it. Any yeah. of them could probably <laughs> rush the stage. I guess maybe I only see photos of you. <laughs> and I think everybody's like <laughs> Met Gala out here. You can check out all those pictures next week on Kind of Funny and Blessing socials for yeah. sure. Instagram. Will Black put his phone in his jacket pocket? Yeah. We'll That's the, the that major task God we got to figure out. I'm going to forget. Um, yeah, because you looked so good in the pink last year. Thank with you. That phone. Yeah, that I, damn mean, half, phone. I, I caught wind of it like in the second half of the night, but by that time yeah. I was already too late. Yeah, yeah. you already posted. Yeah. Uh, I believe in you this year. Thank and you. we're going to have a great time. Like I was saying, a lot of video game stuff to talk about. Today we're doing our predictions of the winners. Uh, next week we will be doing our predictions episode of the announcements. Um, so pretty fun stuff. We're going to go through all of the categories of nominees. Uh, and each of us will write down who we think huh. is going to win. In the live chat there, Infinite Corpse says, what was the second one? Then Barrett says, Gamescom opening night live. A couple of dudes rushed the stage. Seems like Barrett knows a suspicious amount about that attack, huh? Yeah. Kind of weird. A suspicious amount of kind of We weird. all witnessed it live. Where were you January we... 6th, Barrett? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> so, today, this is the Gamescast. You can get on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames. You can get on RoosterDeeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we'll be right there for you. Uh, you can also go to Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny, where you can get the shows ad-free. You can get a whole bunch of bonus content, and you get to be a Patreon producer like Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. We appreciate both of you so very, very much. Um, today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but I'll get to all of that later. Uh, before we even get into this, Greg, I know we've talked little bits here and there, but now that you are a couple weeks removed from getting the PlayStation Portal in your hands for the very first time, that's right. Are you higher on it, lower on it, or exactly where you were? Well, I was high on it when I gave it a four out of five, right? Mm -hmm. And I would still say I'm right there. Like I, I have nothing but glowing things to say. A friend hit me up yesterday. She's like, "Hey, I'm looking for a gift for my husband." Like, and I'm like, I remote play all the time, so like for me, it's I I th I've since the launch of the PlayStation Portal, I've played more. PS5 via the portal than via the PS5. And that's just, you know, being tired and being a dad and also where we're at with games right now where it's not like I need to get down to play the latest, greatest. I'm playing through other things or touching on things, trying to get back for game of the year conversations or tinkering. But like Bluey, when I reviewed Bluey, I played in Platinum Bluey only on the portal. I never saw it on the big screen kind of thing. Wow. And it's just like, Fuck yeah, I'm so happy with it. Tears of the Kingdom looking at fucking Bluey like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, are the Switch is in my bag. I'll have you know, and I have turned it on. So we oh, are getting did, closer. Did you touch it Tears of the Kingdom at all while you're in uh, Chicago? Absolutely not, but that's not, uh, that's that's not the right I didn't. Place, I didn't play any video games yeah. during that. You know, the, the flight's like, let's just keep Ben occupied until he goes to bed. Then he goes to bed, you go to bed. Remember, Bear, we're sending him all on vacation. Yep. Coming right. out of your budget. Right. I hope you're cool with that. What, my budget? <laughs> yeah. Andy, uh, you have the Steam Deck OLED. Oh, yeah. Edition. Ooh, I didn't Let's know you got that. For a Tim, sec, is, sec. Tim is just getting so, like, every time I, I'm holding it around, I see Tim looking at it, and I just see him zeroing in. It's been in my like, cart multiple times in the last 24 hours. Andy. And he was like, Andy, can I get this, like, in all black, not the collector's edition, like, special colors? I was like, yeah, Tim, absolutely. And he was like, oh, man. 
and I can feel the temptation yeah. getting like hotter and sweatier. I've watched many reviews in the last couple of days of this thing from many people I trust. And isn't it just a lot of people you trust being like, this is this the is best the device best thing ever. ever. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dude I really trust that is like obsessed with uh, OLED like I am is like, this is the best OLED screen I've ever seen. I'm like, I don't oh, fucking yeah. believe you. Ooh, I see, don't I disagree there. You. Okay. I just like, because I think the choice that they went with this anti-glare display, mm -hmm. it feels like it, the, like playing Mario Wonder over the weekend on my Switch, I'm like, I, I prefer the Switch OLED Green. to, uh, yeah. sorry, I, I thought you were looking at me like, wait, what the fuck is Mario Wonder? Uh, no, yeah, compare, out? compare the, the OLED of the Nintendo Switch, I prefer the visuals of that more because uh, I prefer the... I think when you go with that anti-glare, it kind of diffuses a lot of colors mm -hmm. uh, a little bit and kind of makes like, you know that that color black can be a bit deeper because you've seen it go deeper on your OLED before. But it's still amazing. I, it's still amazing in every way. I think it's like yeah. one of the best pieces of hardware ever. And I've been playing this shit out of Chant of Sinar and Blasphemous 2, and I'm right at the end of uh, Chantus, C-H-A-N-T-S of Sinar. I'm right at the end of it. It is like gonna be a contender. For wow! Me. This is like a puzzler that is so damn good, and I can't believe I became I took the puzzle poppy mantle for blessed this year. Yeah, you know, like I yeah, I'm getting, I'm, too, it, yeah I'm feeling it. He kind of like he gave it to me over a big ritual ceremony we had. <laughs> yeah, and it is a it's a game about just discovering a, a discovering language and trying to it's like based Duolingo on the, it's based on the tower tower of Duolingo. babel it's based on the tower of babel so it's you know you're you're trying to go up this tower to figure out what's happening and suddenly like you're in the lower class and suddenly as you get higher the warriors are like no we don't let those poor people in and you get above them and they're like oh fuck the warriors are it is I'm at the end of it, and it is kind of mind-blowing and amazing. It's cool looking. It is really, really damn good. And I was telling Bless, like, because I know Bless is having trouble with it, but you see a person with three symbols over their head, and you're like, man, I don't know what those three symbols mean, but you're like, you're next to a dude with a guitar. He's playing guitar. What the fuck does that mean? And as you keep discovering, you're like, oh, I figured out a couple words. Let me go see what was up with that music guy. And it suddenly it says, like, the, the word I pops up, and then it says, like, blank, blank. And you're like... I love music. I love guitars. Maybe one of those works. And suddenly you start using that clue for other places where other people are filling in gaps. It is so damn good, man. This video game is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Can I talk about two video games? Yeah, go for it. I played Venba over the break. Yeah. I was so fucking mad at this tweet when you put it up. Yeah, that game is good. Why didn't, why didn't anybody tell me about Venba? I fucking hate him. I <laughs> fucking hate him. Why didn't anybody tell me about I this game I get the audience Venba. is like deathly allergic to me talking about an indie that makes me feel. You didn't like fucking co-host. Because I, I, I think I remember you being like, oh yeah, it's, like, it's pretty good. It's pretty, this game is fucking awesome. Like... I'm playing it, especially after Thanksgiving. So it's a game where you're doing it's a thanks like, for shining a light on it. Yeah, no, I, that's what I do. Like I gotta talk about the indie games, especially the narrative ones. Yeah. Um, but it's a game where you are playing um, as this um, mother who uh, is moving from India to Canada with her husband, and they're raising a family. And uh, a lot of the gameplay is you going through these recipes and cooking these dishes that uh, you know from back home, right? And like it has this very well written, very well realized narrative about raising a family as an immigrant family and what that takes in order and um in the case of like having a son that was born in canada and you know like 
him maybe being a bit distant or not being able to connect on the same level because you guys are from different cultures and um, kind of him t turning into an adult and what that means for him and like how he comes around on it. And it's a very short video game. It's it has a very incredible art style, like really, really gorgeous art style. Um, the food stuff is really cool. But the fact that it was able to tell this story that is so well-realized and grounded and also relatable, I think anybody who is an immigrant child would totally relate to what's going on in the story. Cause like there are moments in the story where I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, this is me. Like this is, this feels like a story that's being written about me. And for me as somebody who, you know, I grew up in um, Illinois and like Champaign, Illinois, which is fairly diverse. Right. But even, even in Champaign, I always felt like I had this singular experience of like growing up in the U S with uh, the parents that moved here from Nigeria. Obviously there's plenty of people that had that. Right. But I felt at the time as a kid, like it was singular as an adult meeting other people that had these experiences and now playing a game that it is, Oh, y'all get it. Like this is, these are types of experiences that are shared by everybody. Um, yeah. Like I was not expected to be as blown away by this game as it was. Uh, and so shout out to Venba. Um, if I can jump in real quick, I want to, you know, obviously I don't, I understand that we are talking about a million games here. Yeah. It hits a different way. And your tweet did very much frame it as like, Hey, if you're a if you're a, ch a child of an immigrant, like this hits a different way. I would throw out there that I think even without that, it hits because it is very much like, especially the ending and stuff like that. Like just being a be, being a child, not even being a parent, right, to a child. Like I, there's a little bit of a you know full circle thing for me there. But even just being a kid who didn't necessarily grow up like his parents, I think there's a lot in there that I took away from it. On top of you know, obviously the cultural touchdowns, yeah. but of course, of, of course. This is why I love playing games like that is to get a window into a world that I wouldn't think of. I would have never, you know, the conversations they're having very early in the game, right? Like the kid wants as his reward pizza and then was like, oh, but what if we made some Indian food? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, She's yeah. trying to make sure that the culture survives, even though he's being surrounded by this Western culture. And even something as simple as Andy, like, enough of the Lunchables, Andy. <laughs> some taquitos. <laughs> like something as simple as, you know, the kid not even wanting to bring uh, Indian food to school because yeah. he's afraid about like it yeah. smelling different from the food that the kids are eating and him being singled out or made fun of or whatever, right? Like I finished this game and it, especially it's funny because I played this the day after Thanksgiving and so, or friend, the Friendsgiving I went to. Um, and so I'm coming off of, you know, going to a Friendsgiving that is made up of, a, of people from a bunch of different cultures. And so we bring the food that like we know how to make or food that we have from our cultures and like we share it and eat it. And I have a family friend that's in town and my mom knows that she hits up sometimes be like, hey, I want to get uh, this family friend runs a Nigerian restaurant nearby. And so my mom will hit her up and be like, hey, like, you know, can you send down blessing some rice or something? And so I hit her up to be like, hey, like I got this Friendsgiving. Are you able to make some jollof rice, um, which is rice they have in Nigeria? And she's like, yeah. And she sends it down year to year. And after having that Friendsgiving, coming home the next day, playing Venba, finishing the game, I was like, I think I'm going to learn how to make jollof rice. Yeah. Like, I think I got to learn how to make jollof rice and I have to learn how to make more Nigerian food. And so, yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely a game that I did that affected me in a way that I did not expect. Like it kind of came out of left field for me. And so shout out to Venba. Uh, oh, but then yeah. also last night I played a bit of Zenless Zone Zero. Fuck yeah. Because Finally. I, yeah. Got into the closed beta. Um, I only played maybe about an hour and a half of it. And oh my God, like, this game, so Zenless Zone Zero is from the people behind Genshin Impact and also the folks behind Honkai Star Rail, right? It's Hoyoverse. Flashy as shit. And it is a super flashy game. It is, um, you know, anime style, like the games that they've done in the past. But um, this time around, it has more of this almost like persona-like modern... Um, Cyberpunk might be putting it too much. Eh, maybe a little I bit cyberpunk. like a futurism type vibe. Like yeah. when people have like kind of mech... 
helmets and stuff, but it just got it's Love got the good coolest aesthetic. Helmet. It's yeah. got the coolest aesthetic. So it has a really cool aesthetic that's more modern, that's more in line with what, what my interests are. Because you know, like I think the fantasy of a Genshin Impact and like the sci-fi of a Honkai, I'm like, okay, this isn't my vibe that I would um, you know, gravitate to naturally, but this is like Zenless Zone Zero has an aesthetic where every single frame of this game I think looks hella cool. Um, getting into the combat, combat is so fluid and so fun. Uh, they have a few systems that I really like. You know, they uh, you are you have like multiple characters that you can switch between as you're playing. And so um, if you press the uh, LB or RB or R L1 or R1, um, you can switch back and forth between characters. And they have these cool assist moves that happen whenever you stagger an enemy to where you can get a combo hit. And they work so smoothly. They're so quick and they're animated so well. Um, they have like these parries that happen um, when you switch char characters too. So if an enemy's about to hit you and you cl click the switch character button, it does like a cool parry where you switch out the character and they come and block it for you. Um, a lot of cool stuff to kind of keep you in the flow. The animation of it is so fluid and so nice. This game is incredible to look at. Um, the colors are so vibrant and yeah, they absolutely nailed animation in this game. Like if there's one thing that I would say, Hey, like you should check out this game for, I think it would be to look at how smooth the combat is and how good the game looks. Get that logo on a shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the UI design is incredible too. Like I, I want every frame of this game on a shirt or it, some kind it of It reminds of me of their version of kind of like realizing a more humanoid version of Splatoon in terms of like mm, style, in mm. terms of like you could tell there's like in-world shirt you know clothing brands and shit like that it's just it's just oozes style yeah it's so damn good i will say the one thing um the big thing i will say that like has me a bit like oh that's interesting about this game is when you get into the flow of it um the game it's not what you'd expect because you look at the gameplay and you see the combat and you see like the characters doing all this stuff and it's like you're like oh this looks cool this looks fun it's a third person action game when you get into the flow of it um a lot large portions of what I played had me in like this hacking mini game almost where I am on this screen where like I have this that there's like a bunch of TVs placed next to each other and I am playing as a character that's navigating through like this maze of TVs and it almost feels a bit roguelike-ish where it is all right choose your path once you get to a, to a certain tile that's then going to activate the combat um and that's going to throw you back into the gameplay uh but I was surprised by how much time you spent like navigating through like the tile based tv thing um and it seems like that's a large part of the game and i was hmm. i was very surprised just because i was like oh this is i am not in that like that third person action scenario as much as i thought like i'm spending maybe a good 40 percent of the time navigating through like these tile mazes in a way that like i want to see how i want to see how that builds on itself and how that progresses because i could see a a scenario where the like that ends up fun in, in like a roguelike way where it is, oh, you're going, you have to choose between this direction or this direction so you can get this upgrade versus this upgrade or like try to choose between currency or like another thing. You know, I could see it panning out that way, but the way they present it is very different from what you would expect out of um, out of what you've seen in the trailers and stuff. Hmm. Um, so that's the only thing where I'm like, okay, this is weird. But aside from that, like I'm having a, a pretty fun time with it. I think my other thing is I want to see what long-term combat looks like. What am I, what am I upgrading? What am I unlocking over time? Um, I could see maybe the combat getting old after a, a, a little bit, but it's hard to judge right now. But yeah, it, it plays smooth. It looks really cool. And yeah, I was pretty blown away by it when I was playing it last night. Yeah, give me into that beta. What's up? Hit me up. I already said the email. Right, yeah, thank you. Dang. I guess. Yeah, he's getting things done. And, and, and I, I'm sorry, Tim. I know we're going to get to the game of the year thing. I just have one sentence I just want to say yeah. about another game I've been playing, and then we'll move on immediately. I don't, I don't even need a reaction from y'all. Okay? One sentence. Don't look at him. You'll think. 
when I was naming the title for Fuck my this. YouTube VOD for Blasphemous 2, <clears throat> I almost named it No Silk Song, No Problem. Damn. That's how I'm going to say it. Like, that's Damn. how good this fucking game is. Okay. We can move on. But God, it's so good. That is exciting. Well, we are going to move on because we have a lot to talk about. Many categories. We're going to go category by category, boys, uh, and predict who we think is going to win. Um, just starting off, everybody, you can go to the Game Awards website right now. You can see all the nominees. You can play along with us if you would like and do all of this. Um, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up through all of the different categories. There are a handful of categories we're not going to predict uh, because we're just woefully ill-equipped. Uh, to even get into them. Those include esports event, esports coach, esports team, esports athlete, esports game, and then content creator of the year. The only esports I care about got canceled Overwatch League, rest in peace. I hope Evo wins best esports event. Yeah. I don't know what any of those but, are. Uh, Barrett, if you could actually uh, bring them up now, just starting off here. Yeah, best esports event. We have uh, League of Legends World Championship, uh, the Blast.TV Paris Major. You can't Evo. convince me that's a real thing. That yeah, happened. I've never heard of the you Blast TV Paris Major. That that's really crazy. <laughs> the International, uh, as always, and then Valorant uh, Champions 2023. Give it to Evo. So we'll I see. I don't know if Evo's actually ever won one of these, but I hope it does. Yeah. It's always League. Yeah, but I feel like every year for the past four years, I'm saying like I think Valorant might finally do it, and it's always league. It's yeah. always league. Uh, but then moving on to there's esports coach. You can check them out here. Uh, we got well, who was the one? It wasn't one of the guys in this. <laughs> he just tweeted like, "Remove me. I didn't coach at all this year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was that dude, the fourth Remy? dude, maybe. I thought it was Remy there. Yeah. Yeah. Remy zero. Mm -hmm. Well, keep your eyes on Remy, everybody. Uh, and then we got uh, esports team as well. Cool. Anyone y'all care? Fnatic very awesome at Valorant, and there's Wait. Evil Geniuses does a lot of different stuff in the fighting world and a lot of other uh, games and like Rocket League. Greg, if you like had to guess, JD Gaming, what what game do they play? Since we're blocking the thing, Dota two. Parrot, <laughs> is that right? That's a good. I mean, it's probably a League though. Okay, maybe Valorant. Can we get confirmation? I don't, I don't know, know if we can. Cool. <laughs> 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 um, then we got uh, best esports athletes. Here, Andy, you a fan of any of these people? Oh, they played League, by the way. Uh, bless League, yeah, I got it. Uh, I mean, Faker the Goat, right? We're talking about, like, the Tom Brady. He won another ring in League of Legends. So he's probably going to get it because it's one of those, like, this dude won three championships in, like, the first five years of his career and was like, wow, this guy's going to be the best of all time and then took a long time to win another. I think it was, like, a 10-year gap until he won just recently at World's event. So it's probably going to be Faker. Uh, mainly because he's probably the most popular on here. And he's, I think, like the only esports dude I've ever seen in a commercial. Like Samsung has him in their mobile gaming ads and stuff. And they're like, that guy's Faker. That guy's a legend. You ever seen that commercial? I hate that commercial. Being Three like, years from now, we canceled. So it's done something horrible. Shout out to no, my guy. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying, this is how it goes. Baker. My guy, Paco, aka, AKA Hydra, we go back. Um, to high school. Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, I got a fun one for you. I never, I never met this guy in my life. We don't know anything about any of this world, <laughs> this any of this shit, right? All right. So, like this week, uh, it was Thanksgiving, right? I don't know if you were aware of this. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, I had to go to Chicago, of mm -hmm. course, to go see the family. Town. What a waste of fucking time and money. Am I right? Windy City. But yeah, I get there, mm -hmm. right? And I, I, you know, access to every video game on the planet. I know everything. Every kid I meet just wants to play Fortnite. I'm like, fine. I'll play fucking Fortnite with you. You know what I mean? So I'm playing Fortnite with uh, and my dad's girlfriend's grandkids. I'm playing Fortnite with Jack, Poe's kid. You know what I mean? And at one point, I'm playing with Jack. And he he's like, let's. He, obviously, he's using a PS5. I'm using a Switch. 
He's like, all right, let me take yours because you want to look at my skins. He's like, how many of your friends are online? I'm like, oh, probably nobody. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? He clicks it open and it's Alex Van Aken and then typical gamer. And he goes, oh, you know, typical gamer. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know who's typical gamer. And he's like, he's this big, he's this big streamer. And I, I watch him all the time. And I'm like, he's like, is that him? I'm like, I, I have no idea. I don't know this person or why they're on my friends list, but they are on my friends list. And he opens up his phone. He's like, he's live right now. And he opens up and it's Fortnite. He's playing Fortnite. And I'm like, I look at him like, yeah, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't, I don't know this guy, a guy. And he's like, so is it him? I'm like, I don't know. Send him a request to play with us. And he's like, okay. And he did it. And we watched the stream and it just pops up of game over. Greg, he requested to play with you. And I'm like, you know what? I've done a couple weird Fortnite streams oh, where yeah. they put me in with a football player and somebody else and lovely Pretty people box. In, yeah. in typical you got, you got Carmen Electra or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that must've been what this was. This kid's eyes were as big as saucers <laughs> blown away that I knew typical game. Awesome. <laughs> so funny. Uh, moving on to the content creator of the year. Oh yeah. Sorry. Actually. Yeah. You're right. Best esports game here. Counter-Strike 2, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile and Valorant. Andy. And Andy. It's going to be League or Valorant, I think. PUBG Counter Mobile. That's, uh, that's yeah. interesting. Counter-Strike 2 uh, kind of having its big re-release, but being marred by a lot of technical issues where, like, hit registration just wasn't happening and player collision when they looked into it they're like why is this not a headshot it's like oh because the character's collision the head is like looking back and like i'm not shooting that oh, like wow. it was plagued by a lot of those issues right at the launch i think they fixed a lot of those issues though and the, i think counter-strike maybe has a decent chance uh because of its big glow up but i'd say league or valorant most likely um, so the, yeah, the final one we will not be predicting here is the content creator of the year. We have Iron Mouse, People Make Games, Quackity, Spreen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name, Quackity. <laughs> and uh, Cypher PK. Quackity is, is one of Carl's boys. Yeah, I only yeah. know Quackity because of Carl. Yeah, and then uh, People Make Games. Awesome to see him here. Like this, I feel like that's kind of like the the the, the standout here. Of one of these things is not like the other. But people make games. Incredible YouTube channel that like really focuses on like shit that matters in the games industry. So cool to see. Uh, I don't think they'll win, but it'd be fun to see. Remember Nival got in last year? Who? Yeah. Nival from last year. Oh right, that was wild. Um, Quaggy also does this cool shit where he does uh, like he has a Minecraft kind of public realm or, or like private realm, whatever the hell. But has live translation from english to spanish in case anybody needs doesn't speak english or in case people like he's very i think spanish is his first language it's just really impressive because i just thought he was another fortnite or minecraft kid that i'd never seen and suddenly he's on all these spanish publications just extremely fluent in spanish and also speaks english incredibly well and he's just like kind of this well-traveled kid and he seems really cool so i'm i'm gonna be rooting for him went to people make games youtube channel First thing that pops up is an image of Tamor Hussein. Heard of yeah, him. yeah. He really just did cool. a video with them, which was really great. Um, all right, let's get into it. The ones we're actually going to predict here. So this is prediction, this not is what we think we want, exactly. how we would vote. This is because I don't want the shit some of these kids give me sometimes, Let Andy. Me fucking tell you these fucking punk ass <laughs> bitches. I was like, how much closer can I get? And it wasn't very close. If I gotta see Madeline Stanley hitting me up on Twitter one more time about one of my fucking predictions, I'll tell you they won't like what's gonna happen. Okay. 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 <laughs> the most anticipated game. You get over here, you kiss me, goddammit. <laughs> I missed you. 
fucking, fucking Joe name of that band. Like, I, I want to kiss you. All right, Joe, what do you think of the game? Got a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, or Tekken 8. I think Rebirth wins it because of the rabid fan base. I also agree. I concur. Cool. Well, agreed. It is unanimous. Across. Are we really going to get Outlaws next year? I hope so. I think so. We're getting Avatar this year. <laughs> are we? Despite are it all, I mean, yeah. We are, right? December? Yeah. It's next week. Isn't Somehow. It next week? Somehow the blue people have returned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, but yeah, do you think we get Outlaws? I hope so. I don't, see, I don't really have a reason not to. It's not like, you know, I'm expecting Massive to screw it up or anything. It's just like... That was we saw that one great demo, that one great presentation of it, and then as you'd expect, it's been quiet. So it's just one of those like, oh, okay. I will say it's probably the only property that Ubisoft has right now that I have the most confidence in, and I feel like they uh, do as bones. well. Skull and bones. <laughs> I just feel like that's the one that even they think that like, no, this is like different. We know like we know what our reputation has been as of late with a lot of the stuff we've been putting out. But this is unlike other shit we've done. Like, I, I just, it, it oozes confidence in what they're trying to get across to the gamer. Yeah. And it just, I, yeah, it looks awesome. I, I think it'll hit at the, at the very least at the next fiscal year. Like, if, okay. if it misses out on next fall, I have to imagine by spring by 2025. March. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it I'm comes out. God, just because I think the other thing, 2025 there. The other big thing, we talked about this earlier that Ubisoft ha has a pretty consistent slate for the next few months uh, between Avatar, Prince of Persia, and then Skull and Bones. And like, you know, weird varying qualities in terms of like our excitement for those games, but um, they are rounding out this fiscal year, right? Like, this feels like the, all right, these games have to come out. Uh, and we don't really know much about what's happening in fiscal 24 to 25. And so, yeah, I imagine that um, Star Wars is probably a big part of that. And also <coughs> the next Assassin's Creed game, I think, would be a big part of that. Woo! But I'd be surprised Woo! they put both those out in the fall. That's the one thing that I'm curious about is how do you frame those things? So Assassin's Creed is a fall game. That's the Japan one, right? That's yeah, red. Assassin's Creed Red. And yeah. so if that comes out in November, then do you put out Star Wars in December or do you wait until the spring to put it out? Hmm. Excellent questions. Moving on to the next one. Best adaptation. We got Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. I love what a good nocturnal you. emission, but let me tell you, Andy, it's going to be Joel and Ellie. <laughs> it's going to be Last of Us, I think, for sure. But like, I, I'm so stoked that this is a category and that the category is this good overall. Yeah. Castlevania freaking kicks ass. Gran Turismo was Way better than it had any right to be. Uh, good for them. Question. PlayStation having three on the board is pretty good. Would there, if there were six nominees, what would the six be? Was Man. there another adaptation? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any that like would fit the timing of right. Was when there? These are I feel like every year there's a Resident Evil. Was there a Resident Evil TV show? This year? There was a Resident Evil CG movie that came out. Oh, what about um the Silent Hill thing? Not a game. Ascension? The interactive series. It's an interactive series. Yeah. Interactive series. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming series. Or that, or oh. like the Walking Dead Facebook thing. I'm just naming things. Right. No. But like, I feel like if you were, if you're stretching, then you'd start to get into some of those. Yeah. Oh, Sonic Prime. Oh, right yeah. Sonic oh, Prime yeah. was great. Sonic. Yeah. But that's, and, and the Cuphead show was not this year. Uh, well, I maybe it would count for this year, though, because it was like 
December but wasn't there a, last I think there was another sure. season this year. There was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Cuphead show would be actually great yeah. for this. Either way, like, I think these are all, like, great nominees. And, uh, like, Castlevania freaking kicks ass. And the new Devil May Cry, they put out a teaser for it, like, oh. last week. Oh, my yeah. God. It looks incredible. So, uh, good for them. And, and also, I, let it be known, the Twisted Metal is Game Award nominated, baby. We're fucking wild. out here. Season two win. I will egg, say egg to, on my face. <laughs> to, to Andy's question, right? Like, I I think this also encompasses <laughs> things like board games and like adaptations that, that in that way, I would think. And we get plenty of those in, in a year of like video games turned into board game type shit. And so. Remember, if Indy can be anything, then you could have put a goodbye volcano high here and it would attract, you know, whatever. That's also very true. Yeah. But it's going to be Last of Us. But so we all agree, Last yeah. of Us. Yes. So far, we're being fucking boring. I'm going to need some spice, Andy. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, I know. I know. For sure. Best multiplayer game. We got Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, or Super Mario Brothers Wonder. There's an obvious one here. And it's not the one that should win. Because I don't. I think Baldur's Gate is probably going to win. I don't think it should even though it meets all the criteria perfectly. And it should be here because of how people experience the game. But I think it's going to hit and destroy in all the other categories. So I'd rather give this to somebody else that is a, a more of a multiplayer game. And I would give it to the surprise of the year, Party Animals. <laughs> really? <laughs> Had a blast with it, yeah. Yeah? Your oh, vote. Yeah. Your prediction? Oh, that's my vote. I don't know about that's my prediction. <laughs> my vote and prediction is going to be Street Fighter Six. I'm going to I'm going to predict that it's going to be Street Fighter 6 as well. I'm going with Bless. It's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. That's what I'm saying. That's my thing. Greg, if you want to be right. I, I mean, that's my thing is I'm going Baldur's Gate 3. Like I I just feel <sighs> yeah. I, there's not going to be enough people. It's going to clean up, dude. Talking about Street Fighter 6 that way. Thinking about it as multiplayer even though it is. Yeah. So, Street Fighter 6 will not win. Because fighting games are too niche for it to, I think, make the impact here. Party Animals will not win, even though it was a game. I just think it broke through. It wasn't Fall Guys. Baldur's Gate will not win because it's going to clean up across the board. Yes, I just don't think as many people played that multiplayer as you could have. I think my personal vote would be Diablo 4. Shocking no one, seeing as how Jen and I play it all the time. I do think it has a shot here, but I'm going to say my prediction is Super Mario Brothers, which I know does fly in the face of a lot of the criticisms that game has received in terms of how the crown works and you know, well, you know I'm playing with my kid and then suddenly the kid's in control and they don't know what they're doing. Blah, blah. Like Kids are stupid, you know? I still think people are going to look at that and go, oh, it's a four-player drop-in, drop-out, whatever, Mario game. Like More people played that and played it multiplayer than maybe did a specific way of Diablo, where I think Diablo's impressive both in terms of joining people online, the open uh, area world nature of it of seeing other people in the wild playing split screen co-op like or playing co-op like jen and i do i also do think that even though street fighter 6 is so niche it's like the one time that this well, i guess there's fighting game i uh can i change my vote yeah i need i need to not be cute i think i'm being cute it's Baldur's gate 3 because Baldur's gate 3 is going to clean up everything i think that's how it's going to go also, i'm gonna stick with street fighter 6. i will say for Baldur's gate 3 like i i, I would say i know more people at least personally, who played multiplayer than single player for Baldur's Gate 3. Like when I think of my circle of friends, usually yeah. it's people playing with their partners or playing with their group of friends and doing it like a D&D campaign. Talks to Yami. Thinks he knows everything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. This one is one that I don't have any like firm stance on. Like I think this year doesn't have a standout multiplayer game for that purpose. Um, but yeah, I'm going Baldur's Gate 3 on it. Yeah, in the way that Overwatch 
won Game of the Year in 2016. There wasn't like that big title that kind of, there wasn't like the war zone of 2020 sort of thing. Fortnite. Moving on to best sports slash racing game. EA Sports FC 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, The Crew Motorfest. <laughs> I don't know why. Woo! I shouldn't have laughed. Remember when we were really hyped for The Crew Bless? <laughs> I don't. No one person that played the Crew Motorfest. Yeah, no, we didn't play it, but we were hyped for it. Yeah, we were, we were like, first, oh, let's go to for Hawaii. For a second, yeah, we we're like, Hawaii is like, it's going to be like Forza Horizon. And then it came out around Liza P and a bunch of other games. My my prediction is Forza Motorsport. Um, That's probably the best, the smartest call. Um, I do think that EA Sports FC has a decent chance only because it doesn't feel like that game got hit by any massive like um all, all these things are broken about it or what's other like there was never like a whole lot of negative press over one of the biggest games on the planet and that's why i think it's ea sports fc but do you think in the, internally at the voting organizations there's enough people carrying water for it you know I always use that as my reasoning for a lot of stuff, and I'm usually wrong, wrong about it. <laughs> we're overthinking it, yeah. trying to get in it. Yeah, I'm going for it, uh, even though for some reason I feel it in my tum tum. Hot Wheels Unleashed Two is going to have people rocking <laughs> for it. Nah, uh, but I'm going for it. I mean, I think that the just the, the Xboxness of it all is going to overtake anything else. I know two people that played Hot Wheels: Barrett and Courtney. Wait, that's no, him. that's one person. Tim over there. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm no, say I enjoyed FC. my time with you. Put me down for FC24, Tim. Damn. If you're taking notes, which I think you are. I am. If I'm wrong, don't blame me. All right. You made your bet. You're, you're, what are you saying, Andy? FC. Yeah, EA Sports FC. No, it's not even that. It's just, I think the argument that we didn't hear, like, the usual blowback shit on it. And it actually seemed like, oh, they lost the FIFA license but didn't fuck this up. I think it yeah. goes a long way. Next up, we have Best Sim Slash Strategy. Advanced Wars 1-2 Reboot Camp. City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, or Pikmin 4. Which one's Fire Emblem Engage? What platform that, is that on? Switch. Huh, okay. That came out in like January. January. I'm going Pikmin 4. I'm also going Pikmin 4. Honestly, yeah, Pikmin 4. I think this is the chance for this one to shine. This is the game that, you know, in a year of 10 out of 10s, didn't get the love it deserved, I think, because it had such stiff competition. But everyone I know who's played it and touched it loves it. And I've seen enough where I'm like, oh, I would have enjoyed that, but I don't have time for it. Yeah, I, I also think that just it's a, a bit ahead above any of the rest of these games in comparison to their, their franchises or what I hear about them. City Skylines kind of seems like even the people I know that like City Skylines, which I think is just great. <laughs> I, City Skylines has never clicked for me. I'm just a oh, City kid. Okay, okay. Maybe that's I've always I've tried to get into cities every time and I just can't. Yeah. And Fire Emblem, it engages really, really, really good. I just think it didn't capture the magic of the more recent like high quality fire emblem games uh like awakening or um, three houses three houses so um i feel like it's a little lesser than whereas pikmin 4 seems to have nailed it so yeah there are uh, enough people I, that were mad about pikmin 4 not getting nominated for game of the year where i'm like the, this is i think this is his chance to get some yeah I, i'm with y'all i think this is it's this is its chance to win something and it will um i think it's gonna just clean everybody's clock yeah um I don't know why you said clock like clock. clock. I really wanted <laughs> to pronounce the L like the Scott. <laughs> <In there. laughs> Scott. Uh, best family. 
game. <laughs> I thought it was the best family. <laughs> well, it is oh, best family, which like. <laughs> I mean, that's a different. What question. if it was all these games and then me, the, Jen, and Ben? They're Kardashians. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin Four, Sonic Superstars, or Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I think it's easily my prediction is Super Mario Brothers Wonder, but I want to give the biggest shout to Disney Illusion Island because I think it's the actual answer for oh, wow. what the best family game is this year. The multiplayer in it is amazing. It's the most accessible Metroidvania, like. This game is going to turn young kids into Metroidvania enjoyers in the future. Um, and I feel like that's all wrapped in amazing Disney qualities. Uh, it's a, a very special game. And I think that it is very, very, very family focused. Um, but yeah, it's Mario Wonder. Is there any argument for party animals? Because I feel like I live under a rock. Because I, I don't think I've even seen gameplay of party animals. And it's the second time we've seen we've it pop streamed up in the it many times here. This <laughs> I, party animals is so, so great. And I think it would have hit so much harder had it not gone through a long waiting time a long gestation time because party animals o open alpha or whatever the fucking pre-beta whatever they want to call them came out like two years ago maybe three <laughs> years ago was available for a week or so and every we all loved it it was this is during the pandemic and then it just went away and it mm -hmm. was gone forever and they were like obviously developing and working hard on it but it was just a long time to when it finally came out. I think it just didn't quite have the buzz there. It's legitimately a way more fun version of Gang Beasts. It is. Okay. I enjoy it more than Fall Guys. I think it's like so well made and it looks so damn good. And all the animals are adorable as hell to look at and to collect little things for, little costumes. It's a really damn fun game. I just wish that... Uh, I just don't know if the, the momentum was there, especially in the pack 2023. Yeah. I'm going to go with Mario Wonder for my prediction. Wow, doing Sonic like that. Andy? I am also going to go with Mario Wonder. Wonder I love Sonic. Boy. I love Sonic Superstar specifically a lot. Huh? No way. So you, you yeah, no way. Yeah. Did you ever finish it? I didn't end up finishing it. I'm okay. so, so close. I'm slow playing it, but I'm like maybe like four fifths through it. Yeah. Um, Wait, so that co-op stuff didn't work too great? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck would have thought? <laughs> uh, best fighting game. God Round of Rock. One. Let's go. I don't even know what that is. Cool. It, it, I mean, I, I saw an email press release, read it, and I was like, that's a cool idea. I yeah. think it's like a rhythm fighting game. Ooh. Yeah. God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. Pocket Bravery or Street Fighter Six, and somehow once again seafood. <laughs> seafood. I think we should all vote before blessing those. It's Street Fighter Six. Yeah, it's Street Fighter Six. Yeah. I think it's Street Fighter Six as well. You don't want to go Mortal Kombat One? I saw the gears turning. Mortal Kombat Run <laughs> I was, One was great, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was, yeah, was, great, I was yeah. close. I know a lot of people love Mortal Kombat One. I just uh, like, I think Mortal Kombat One may have surpassed Street Fighter Six if the stories were flipped. If, if the prior Mortal Kombat game was a bit more troubled in its development, just like Street Fighter V had a long time to finally get right, where it took like, what, three, four years for Street Fighter V to finally get to a place where everybody was unanimously happy with it. And Street Fighter VI felt like this is their redemption, and they nailed it. The God of Rock has gathered the universe's greatest musicians to class for musical supremacy, battled to the beat, by hitting notes in rhythm and unleash harmonic attacks against opponents in this competitive rhythm fighting game hybrid. That why sounds is, like why did you go to harmonica? <laughs> harmonica's X. Har harmonics. 
Yeah, harmonic. He said harmonic attack. And so then I did a harmonic. Oh, yeah, when the words harmonic. Like, this looks fucking sick as hell. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm surprised you can keep up with that one. Mr. Musician. You know what I mean? Shit. This is dope. Um, but yeah, this is what I'll say. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, surprising, right? Yeah. Nine out of ten from IGN. When I got my hands on it, I think for me, it came, it elevated as one of the most no, it's Street Fighters. Yeah, Loki, it's Street Fighters. Loki, Loki, <laughs> I was gonna say Loki gave they gave Loki a five out of ten, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, is like I feel like Mortal Kombat one was awesome, but I do feel like Street Fighter Six is like the the critically the thing. That, and like they brought it and I think the the people voting are gonna push for that yeah. one. Even if more people, I think, enjoyed Mortal Kombat 1, just a sheer numbers game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a 0% chance that Mortal Kombat yeah. wins. Like, I would, I would say maybe 70-30 on the side of Street Fighter. Like, Mortal Kombat 1 is a very strong Mortal Kombat game. Um, and it's, But I think, for me, it's the thing where it's continuing the trend of the last, what, three Mortal Kombat games, right? It's, it's another one of those, where Street Fighter 6 feels like a return to form. I think the fighting game audience and, like, the critics out there have more of a respect for street fighter and like you know i'm somebody who I, i'm typically more of a mortal Kombat person but even playing this street fighter i'm like no nah, this is the one like this thing is it is such a great playing game um and like i think i see on the critical side a few more complaints on the mortal Kombat side as opposed to the street fighter side like the critiques the critiques i see for street fighter is like all right the single player mode wasn't as fantastic as you <laughs> thought but on the mortal Kombat, I, I feel like a lot of people have a lot to say about like how it feels to play and the animation of it and it feeling stiff and all these things. Like, I think there are a bit more things you can ding on the Mortal Kombat side where, um, as opposed to Street Fighter Six, which feels like on every level it's bringing it. Like, you know, new systems, the drive impact stuff's great. The, um, Mortal Kombat's got Omni-Man, though. Mortal Kombat does have Omni-Man. And Homelander. Um, but also and they Fox. look great. But yeah, I mean, Street Fighter has Kami, though. You know what I mean? And then, like, you have, like, the you're casual right. controls right. and all these you're things. Right. So, yeah, Street Fighter Six is it, it's just the one this year. Oh, let me just say for our like gaming game awards graphics, I've been like you know gathering up a bunch of stuff for the wall. Not game awards, game of the year. Uh, <laughs> there may or may not just be that photo of Cami, and you know what photo I'm talking about. <laughs> just take it up the wall. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a word from our sponsors. Bam! We do that. We're going back to talk about best RPG. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures with an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. You already know I've been out Pokemon going and Shady Rays have been making me look as dope as I want out into the real world. And that's not all. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. You can go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 thousand people again that's shadyrays.com for their biggest sale of the year and now we're back you really threw me in for a loop there yeah no i was gonna go for it and then then andy was like almost going a direction yeah. that went too far <laughs> that's why i did it to, that's why i went to the jib initially i was like oh yeah. he's about to do it yeah yeah yeah. Maybe yeah we're, talking about it was a family there. photo of them all. it was very very wholesome very great go, go home and <laughs> be a family man <laughs> uh, best rpg we have baldur's gate three 
Final Fantasy 16, Liza P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. It's Baldur's Gate 3, yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Slam dunk. That sucks, bro. Like, half of these aren't even RPGs. <laughs> That's actually a joke. Final Fantasy 16 is, I think, the only one that is arguable. Yeah, it's so across the board, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Man, yep. So far, me and Bless have the exact same prediction. Wait, do we really? Exact well, you get spicy, same. Tim. I'm trying spicy. to spice it up. I want to spice it up, all right? Get Jesus. Crazy. Next up, we got Action Adventure. Poor Liza P, bro. Poor Starfield. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, poor Starfield. You know what? I mean, poor Sea of Stars as well. You know? Sea of Starfield. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I'm going to predict Tears of the Kingdom because this might be the only award <laughs> that it might win. Blessing. It hurts Goes. my heart. Zelda. It's insane, dude. I, I Look, I'm going to speak up on behalf of the Tears speak of up. the Kingdom. If Tears of the Kingdom came out last month, it'd be a runaway with Amen. all of these goddamn awards. Trust me on that, dude. He's, he's Believe like, it, Internet. No other Madeline Stanley. <laughs> no other game other than Elden Ring in the last couple of years has taken social media in such a way with everybody's creations, all the memeable moments, the amazement that this game can function on this hardware and how oh they're just remaking Hyrule. Oh, they kind of remix it, but they added a, an underground and an overground. How gigantic is this goddamn world? And they're hitting with all these amazing story moments that are bringing you to tears and the kingdoms in multiple <laughs> moments. It's like, again, dude, it's, it's a lot of it is recency, man. Like now we look back at tears and go, yeah, but it's just like more breath of the wild. Yeah. Like that's kind of the general sentiment around it. And that bums me out because it is not more breath of the wild. And that's not what you all thought when that shit came out, that shit blew your goddamn brains apart. Yeah. I, I usually don't even believe in the recency bias thing. I think this might be the one scenario where I'm like, Oh yeah, the recency bias is taking the thing. Cause like, yeah, I have flashback to what month was it? Like may, like may going into June and how, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom dominated everything. Like, all the conversation. It was people sharing their... All the stuff that they put together. It was people being amazed by the fact that, oh, I can make a flying contraption. Oh, I can make a hover bike. And people sharing all... People making speed racers. People making... Or no, pod racers. Um, people making, like, tanks. And that... People making fu functioning helicopters. Like, using the physics in the game to actually create helicopters that spin their propellers and actually work in that way. That is an insane video game. And I think, yeah, like, I'm... I'm to the place where, you know, hey, this is not a difficult conversation for me because Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. I think Tears of the Kingdom, one of the best games of all time. Like, I would probably put there in, in the top five. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, I, I think the fact that you had a Baldur's Gate 3 come through and then also, like, plenty of fantastic games come through this fall, come through and have, like, so many conversations that have kind of, like, bumped the Tears of the Kingdom conversation back in the order uh, has kind of put in this weird place where, yeah, we've kind of forgotten about it a bit. And we act like it's just another sequel. And that's what really bugs yeah. me out. Because we, we, we're having our brains blown apart every other 20 minutes playing this game. The amount of times I would check the clock and it's fucking 2.30 in the morning. How, bro? How? It happened again. <laughs> like, yeah. no, it was nonstop, sure. dude. And that's, that's what really bugs me out. That, it's probably still my personal game of the year. Um, yeah. So, action-adventure. We have Bless Down. For Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Where are the rest of us going to vote? I'm going to, to say Spider-Man 2. Me wins. too. I'm with Spider-Man 2 on this one. Greggy? It's between Spidey and Tears. 
I'm gonna say Tears of the Kingdom. We're getting spicy, y'all. This is good. This, watch this be is good. It's gonna be Resident Evil Four, <laughs> like for sure. Next up, we have best action game. What are you, boy? Armored Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, uh, Dead Island Two. Finally getting this the dead heads. <laughs> Y'all been playing that house DLC. I've been playing that house DLC. Ghost Runner Two, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant Two. Armored Core all It's going to be Armored day. Core. That is the vote for me, or the prediction for me as well. My vote. I was going to say, do you think Hi-Fi? I, I, like, I like these when you do this because it's like, guess who? And so I immediately knock down Dead Island, Ghost Runner, and Remnant yeah. 2. And it's just yeah. Hi-Fi Rush and Armored Core. Man, you know what? I kind of even forgot Hi-Fi Rush was on here until you just said it. I know Tim said it three minutes prior. But you listen to me. But I, I do listen to Greg. But it could, that, I mean, this is the one category for Hi-Fi Rush, right? Uh, there's another one, I think. There's a Music, few others. That or uh, sound design. Sound, okay, right. Pants, and uh, art style <laughs> or something like pants. that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm going Armored Core on this one. Yeah, personally, yeah, I'm like, saying Armored Core as well. Personally, it is a bit more of a battle between Hi-Fi Rush and Armored Core for me. Like, I, I, Both of those games are such different games, but they do what they're going for so well. I, Armored Core 6 is the easy vote because I think from software just is, has this built-up fan base in the audience, but then also on the critic side, right? Like, yeah. You mean, Armored Core 6 is also just such a great game. How do they bring back this dormant franchise that's been gone forever, and it is amazing. Seems, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is also, like, incredible. You know, like, I think the fact that they were able to make a third-person action game that is so stylized, right, almost invokes, like, a, a Spider-Verse type, like, oh, yeah, we're doing really cool things with how the art style looks and how the animations look and the frame rate, uh, frame rate of everything and how everything moves to the beat. Um, that takes a lot of effort and they're able to nail all that stuff while also making the combat fun and approachable for people even if you aren't somebody with a lot of rhythm, right? You can still pick up the game and kind of feel the music and still uh, get away with it. And so... Think about how good the sequel is going to be. It's going to be incredible. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I feel like it's going to be like Ori and the... the, the Will of the Wisps. The Will of the Wisps. But what was the first one? The Ori that was the, and the Blind Forest. Forest. Yeah. yeah. The jump from that to that, it's like, I feel like we're going to get that for Hi-Fi Rush and it's going to be awesome. Remnant 2, another incredible game though. More people need to play that. That is such a damn good third-person shooter mixed with really, really tough boss fights and Dark Souls mechanics and dodging through attacks, and you have your invincibility frames. Ghost Runner 2, kind of let down by. I think it started off insanely strong, and I think it was a victim of a larger scope where they went for something completely different and tried to be a bit more open-worldy, and it's like... I. I just kind of wanted to go round to round, next level to next level to next level. It's one reason why Neon White, I'm like, okay, let me fast forward through. I just want to get back to the speed running stuff. That's how I felt about Ghost Runner 2. And even then, there's still moments there near the end game stuff that I'm not 100% digging, but it throws a mechanic at you. You're like, oh, this is so smart. Like, what a stacked year, dude. Even like some of the weakest games are still, and I say weakest in like extremely hard knees. quotes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 is still a fantastic game. Just did not have the same fun experience as they with part one. Next up, we have best VR slash AR game. Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, oh. Resident Evil Village 4 mode, and Synapse. Humanity, I feel like that's what gets me my Puzzle Poppy um, title back. I forgot about that game. That game is great. And in VR, that game is pretty cool. Um, oh, would you like to counter, Andy? Puzzle Poppy. Yeah, what else do you play this puzzle game? I also played the... Little viewfinder game too. Cocoon. <laughs> I played Cocoon as well. Did you play Trend in Dreams? Because I played that too. Oh fuck no, no. This is hard because I feel like predicting this. 
on one side you have Gran Turismo <laughs> 7 that everybody that that played oh. it is like oh my god this is great it's great and then on the other hand you have the tall woman from Resident Evil 7 how can anybody drive in VR it's unbelievable but then there's Horizon Call <laughs> of Duty that is like a triple oh, A incredible game. yeah but that no it was a triple A I would say miss but I don't mean like a, a five out of ten yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it just wasn't it didn't go holy shit this justifies PlayStation VR too if anything, people were that's a, I think that's the most that's the forgettable one on here, right? Yeah, I honestly think this category is just which one got talked about the most. Yeah, and with I that, I mean, I like despite what you just said, Greg, I still kind of feel like Ryzen might be it. I, I think it's like gonna be Grand Humanity's Turismo. Humanity's gonna put me down for vote. Gran Turismo. Not enough people play Humanity. Uh, did you look in everybody's houses? Did you find it? <laughs> 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 How many people have VR? <laughs> yeah, I'm going Horizon on this one. I, yeah, it's not. If it's Horizon, that means we gotta like have a meeting. Like, like yo, all right, are we like, are we trying with these votes? Um, I think for me, it is between Gran Turismo and Resident Evil. Resident Evil because like Resident Evil has the popularity, right? I think you go back and um, Resident Evil the seven did seven yeah. have VR? Yeah, yeah, because that was the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. like I think because you have a legacy already there with the Resident Evil VR games, people are already like kind of behind it in that sense and yeah like i think i remember i am you're right i'm closer to re there is a level of hype that people have when you talk about resident evil in vr you know like even when us when we're doing critiques of playstation vr 2 on our shows uh i get so many replies that are like oh but what about resident evil what about resident evil 4 what about like people are excited when it comes to the resident evil vr stuff for me the best experience i had in vr is gran turismo um and i think gran turismo is the strongest uh like especially when you have it all in the right setting when you have the racing wheel when you have the setup when you have the vr in one of the coolest experiences you can have in a video game so like my vote in my prediction is probably going to go to gran turismo but i think I, resident evil is a big contender i think gran turismo is I, i'm still sticking with my prediction right and i think it's also it's the shortest experience put it on do a race a lap whatever in the car look around the car and you understand that it's great hmm. whereas i think resident evil People, yeah, there was the VR community that was hyped for it or whatever, but I, I didn't, even once it came out, I did not hear people like, oh man, this is the way to go. This is the way to play it. Yeah. Resident Evil 7 VR was great because it was there at launch. So I played the first half of the game that way. And like, it was a big part of it. You were into it that way, I mm -hmm. think. You know, Synapse, uh, if we can back up there, Synapse I played and it just didn't like kick for me. It wasn't, I didn't think like this amazing experience. Humanity, again, I don't think enough people played. Horizon, I think, was a miss. So I think it's between Gran Turismo and Resident Evil, and I think it'll be Gran Turismo. Uh, over here, a little boy named Barrett says, but I hear Medium is a better game. Where's the Medium VR? The Medium did what it needed to out the gate. Resident Evil we don't need stumbled, to shit its pants, threw up on itself, and then they had to put VR on yeah. to try to make people feel Let's happy about it. this. <laughs> <laughs> what a <laughs> twist. What a narrative spin right there. This guy's a fucking expert. Space run for office. Eric says, God, he's so right. <laughs> when did Resident Evil VR come out? Village VR come out? Tim, it was one of those weird ones where it came out like after launch. Yeah. Quietly. Because like I want to go, I want to go for Grand Turismo because it was at PSVR 2 at launch. And so a lot of people who are critics probably played it because of that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Gran Turismo. But VR, but Village was available in a lot more places than True. Joe. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. When you think of, when I think of VR this year, I think VR, PSVR 2 was the device to use. And the, so like, the date that I'm seeing is February uh, 22nd, 2023. Oh, that's really close to the launch. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to be spicy. Put me down for Resident Evil VR. Resident Evil Village VR. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's getting my vote because of... The amount of hard, like, because even if you have a quest, you could still plug that shit into 
uh, a PC and and play more, you know, uh, graphically strenuous games like Resident Evil VR. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't just like <laughs> relegated to whatever games play on the Quest. So I think there's just a lot more hardware out there to play RE than there was. You are saying Grand that Village Transform. VR is actually just on PSVR. Oh, shit in my face. Hmm. Damn. Hmm. We're Dang, locked this is in a tough one. Here. This is a really tough one, actually. Golf Plus. <laughs> we never Golf Plus. Yeah, we, we have uh, Andy and Bless is Resident Evil Village. Greg, Gran Turismo 7, me is Horizon. Locking it in? Yes. And, yeah. and I agree. If there's, if it's Horizon, we're having a meeting. Yeah. We're calling oh, yeah. the heads of it's all It's like, all, all right, people. if you voted for Dead Island 2 for action, <laughs> and you voted for fucking Horizon Call them out. Dead heads. Let's have a talk. Like, I would love to see you know, like, if Jeff would share just the numbers and see how many votes Dead Island 2 Yeah, gets, oh my God. Uh, next up, we have best mobile game, Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Honkai Star Rail, lock it in for me. Me too. Whatever blessing says. Yeah, this is a weird one where I only played Monster Hunter Now, so I don't, I don't know enough. So, but I mean, I'll predict. I'll say Honkai. Sure. name. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I don't think that the others really. But it also did yeah, incredibly well outside of just it's a great the mobile game. stuff. Like everybody, everybody, I heard about a lot of people talking about Honkai Star Rail, not just from the cell phone. Yeah, like yeah. oh, it's a good mobile game. It's like no, it's just a really damn good turn-based game. I heard enough people be like, yo, best RPG. Like put yeah. it in that ca category. Yeah. Uh, then we got best debut indie. Best debut indie game. This is a spicy one. Cocoon. You're going to get spicy because you got some great fucking games here. You got Cocoon. You got Dredge. You got Pizza Tower. You got Venba. And you got Viewfinder. It's so tough because in our circle, nobody talks about Pizza Tower. Yes. In a bunch of other circles, everybody only talks about I Pizza Tower. I got to play Pizza Tower, man. And in those other circles, do they talk about National Tragedies a lot? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying maybe we bring something special to the table oh, you know? gotcha okay so i can't give my brain pizza I power see, space i see i see when i'm worried about falling. what the fucking bush administration was doing all right <laughs> exactly we needed a reason to go there How to much look for did they know <laughs> uh I, cocoon is gonna be my vote uh here but i would not be surprised if pizza tower ends up winning it cocoon. and i think dredge suffers the happen way too early in the year Hmm. I want Venba with all my heart. Uh, I am going to vote Cocoon. I'm also going to predict Cocoon. I am as well. And I just want to say, Viewfinder to me is one of my biggest disappointments of the year. But I, st I don't think it was bad. I just when like seeing demos. It was like, the demos it, were so amazing, so yeah. mind blowing to me that like the final product, like seeing it all the way through, I was like, man, this was. It was so great, yeah. and it wasn't amazing. And I think we that were, that yeah. was the thing to me that like, like takes it back. Uh, but I want to yeah. give a shout out to it because like some of the stuff there, like I would recommend everybody give this one thousand percent. It is wild. This is one of the viewfinder is one of those that I put in like a best mechanic of twenty twenty three, sort of like best game development innovation, something mm -hmm. I've never seen before happening in game development happened in that game, and that shit blew my brain apart. Next up. We have best independent game, everybody. Cocoon. Dave the Diver. Boo. Dredge. Sea of Stars. Viewfinder. Oh. I think, oh. I think it goes to Cocoon. I again. Concur. I concur. It'll be Cocoon again. I'm going Sea of Stars. 
Oh, man, yeah, I'm torn it's, between it's those Sea of Stars. two. There are a lot of Barrett's out there. Like, the people that played Sea of Stars, they fuck with that game heavy. Yeah, because it's a fucking great game. Great story. So, hold Hashtag on. Hashtag Garl is the boy. I do like Garl a lot. His face gets great. He lost an eye. I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> Dude thinks he's Samuel Man, you're Jackson. you're so right about Viewfinder. <clears throat> it yeah, really bums me it, out. It just didn't go as far as it It was still good. Yeah. But, like, I, I guess... It was fine. It was... I can... I, I've, like, make, Viewfinder was, had such a cool... I, I think you're right in terms of, like, the gameplay innovation. Like, the mechanic is really cool, but... Put that as a category. In the... <laughs> I should actually... Um, but in, like, the list of that type of puzzle games, there are, like, eight puzzle games I can put... put before viewfinder for me like i'm I, I guess talos principle i wonder if that came out on time but like talos principle 2 i feel like is a better one of these than viewfinder viewfinder to me is like if portal one ended and like instead of glados like trying to kill you and like you do the last third of that game it's like oh you did all the 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 puzzles good job end game you know like i just needed that like extra yeah, oomph. totally all right so correct me if i'm right or wrong here we have Andy and Greg down for Cocoon. Me and Bless down for Sea of Stars. Correct. I think the reasoning here, um, I think Cocoon's an easier sell for more people to play to then get behind, where mm -hmm. Sea of Stars, I think, is a longer experience and obviously a, yeah. a different kind of pace game. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I do think it's going to be one of those two, but I'm, something about Sea of Stars, I, I, I see a lot of fervor yeah. around it. And Cocoon, I did as well. Cocoon's the type of game where everyone that plays it ends up fucking loving it that I see, like, it's not, it wasn't, like, one weekend of people playing. It was, like, since it's come out, every couple days I see yeah. someone new talking about it. Where Sea of Stars seems to be, like, people banging the drum. Yeah, my, my vote, like, if I was voting personally, my vote would be Cocoon for sure. Um, because that is, like, that does take me back to playing an insider, playing, like, a limbo, right? Like, I think the puzzle... Um, like expertise, like the puzzle design of the game is that good. It kind of misses out for me on like the like message of an inside. Like inside, I put down. And I was like, "Damn, dude, that's fucking crazy." Whereas Cocoon, I finished. And I was like, "Oh, damn, that's crazy." Um, but like, it doesn't need that, right? Like, that's not what it's trying to be. And I think what it what it sets out to do, it does perfectly. Sea of Stars, though, I, I think people just have more of a connection when there is a narrative, when there is characters, or when there where there is like a soundtrack that sticks with you. Yeah, like there are more of those elements. Um, and I'm, I'm almost on the flip side of Greg in that way, where I think, like, JRPGs speak more to people than a puzzle game, right? And, like, I'm, I'm in the puzzle category. I love a puzzle more than even a you used to be puzzle poppy. I used to be puzzle poppy. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing, the, knowing how people take video games and, like, knowing what people ride or die for, I feel like Sea of Stars is more of a ride or die type of game than a cocoon. Here's what I think where it gets interesting, and I'd love to hear your take on this. I think Cocoon has had more of a messenger level of hype than Sea of Stars did. Hmm. Sea of Stars, I think, came out and hit with its audience for sure. But I think Cocoon was the one that got the 10 out of 10 from IGN and was like, every, since SGF, I feel like people won't shut up about this thing. And it came out and delivered I guess so, it. yeah. It's interesting you say that because I, I feel like Sea of Stars is on a different level of marketing than Messenger. Like, I think it's them blowing up a bit. Of just like the way that the game was talked about and presented, and like how much I'm hearing about it, I, like without actively seeking it out. I agree with that. Was like cocoon. You do I feel like sit across the during shops. Yeah, I go there so. You sit across the office from Barrett. Yeah, and, 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 and that's not even. Yeah, that is a joke to a degree, but it isn't also that Barrett's like very much a cheerleader for this game, as he should be. He loves it, and it's great. And I, I, I just don't see that. I feel like when I look up. Mm. 
Hmm. I see more people mad that like fucking Octopath isn't all over this thing. And I, as somebody who played a lot of Octopath, I, I see that I, a lot. As I well. love Octopath. Mm. Gonna, or, um, Greg's gonna look in his like muted words. He's like, see, oh, of stars. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For three different reasons. I muted the word sea of and stars. <laughs> Next up, we have best community support. Uh, this goes Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, or No Man's Sky. Biggest snub, which people are totally right about, 343. Fix in Halo. I think it happened a little too late, but the season five stuff, the Halo three community, uh, sort of gigantic patch where they brought in Forge mode, and like it legitimately fixed a lot of the issues people had. And I, I was like, damn, that kind of should have been here. Y'all are right. No, y'all are right to kind of like shit on a lot of these nominations because um, a lot of them don't deserve to be here. Uh, I think you know a lot of friends that we know that may have gotten laid off from Bungie. Kind of like, oh, best community support? Oh, really? Like, yeah, I used to. But does that I used to be in the this, work I used that to they, be in the community? <laughs> but does that detract from the work that they did do this year? Before? Yeah, because like, they weren't the even killing it with Destiny Two, mm. and like they weren't killing it with the. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of that expansion. Uh, the Strand. Lightfall. Huh? Lightfall? Lightfall. Yeah, like they they were already kind of. That's why when I came out in glowing support of Lightfall and just getting back into Destiny as a concept and having this shared world shooter and being back in there, world, a lot of people were like, oof, man, like the, the hardcores are not really super into this right now. And a lot of it is just like ebbs and flows. And sometimes the game comes out early in the year and then has time enough to then piss enough of a fan base off that that's what gets remembered or whatever. But um, I think my vote would go for... Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077, wow. yes, 100%. I think they've had such a redemption and people want to honor them for that. I think they put that here. Or is that ongoing game and this is Baldur's Gate 3? Baldur's yeah, Gate has been very good about being transparent online and being very good about patches are coming. Yeah, we're working on an Xbox thing. Tweeting about like, hey, I just spoke to Phil at this fucking event. We're getting some shit going. It's like, whoa, that's like kind of unheard of, you know. I'm going Baldur's Gate three. But that's what these that. small indie upstarts can do, you know. Yeah, it, I, this one's tough because I look at it and I'm like, I think it's either Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk, or Final Fantasy fourteen. All three for very, very different reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I think Baldur's Gate takes it. I'm going Cyberpunk for my vote. Next up, we have best ongoing. We got Apex Legends. Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, or Genshin Impact. Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk is also my vote. Me yeah, too. Me too. We're going to be spicy. Oh, oh, I beat that, by the way, over the break. I beat the expansion. Fuck. Yeah, Christ, dude. Dog. Yeah, dude. God damn. Incredible. <laughs> oh, my. Like, put it in game of the year. Like, let's switch it up. Get but already it, four out but of it. But it's 1 a.m., and I'm just there, like, my mouse and keyboard is like, man, I can't believe what's happening. Like, I don't know <laughs> what to like, do. I can't believe this. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, I was really sitting there at the choice, like, fuck, dude. I don't know, I don't know do man. My life. <laughs> I don't know. Next up, we have Games for Impact, A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Senar. What Andy's been talking about. Yeah. Goodbye, Volcano High. Chia. 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 And Venba. Ooh. Ooh. I'm back and forth between a space for the unbound and Venba. Um, just because like a space for the unbound is one of those ones where I've heard plenty of people talk about with such passion. Um, but I think you live with Michael Heim. Because I live with Michael Heim, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I'm not seeing it anywhere else in these awards, right? So this could be its chance to actually get something. And I know a lot of people will, will, are going to see it in the one place and go, oh, we got to honor it. But I think Venba also... Is, but Venba hits for me. I don't know how it's gonna hit for how it hits for like everybody else is the thing. 
I'm going Bamba. I'm going to go for Chance of Sinai. Only because I'm playing it. What's the what's like the impactful message of Chance of Sinai? Once once you get towards the end of it, it's all mm. about like we've become disconnected and and just talking to people and like you got to build bridges. Mm. Yeah, it's oh you know what should have made it in here a season. I feel like this is the one thing I would have been like, yo, season actually has a pretty good. Yo, was that impactful. this year? Yeah. Oh, shut up. That was no January. way. <laughs> Did they have a good oh, message man. though? Like we like, uh, I hated talking to everybody. <laughs> like, I, 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 I like talking to everybody. I wanted to take photos and capture all the world. I'm going Venba. I'm going with the heart. But also, once you beat Chance, that's when like the message is real. Oh, oh man, man, it's so good, bro. Uh, should I go? Should I? Yeah, should I predict yeah, Chance? Oh, Andy. <laughs> the I mean, the only reason I started playing it was because I saw Lucy James. And to be from uh, Giant Bomb, talk about it. Jeff Grubbs, all about it as well. And then uh, Crush Stick and Chris Plant on the Besties podcast were also just singing its praise. And then Justin McElroy was like, I'm going to try it out. And Justin McElroy came back and was like, God damn, what a video game. So I'm like, What game was this? Chance of Sinar. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like it's kind of gaining momentum. I just don't mm. know if it's too late or not. Greg, what's yours? It's a tough one because I feel like it's a toss-up where it's enough people have played enough ones. And so how do you... I mean, like, my heart is with Venba. I worry about a space for the Unbound. I don't know much about Chance of Sonar. Worrying a good or bad way? Well, I want, I want Venba to win. I got so, so I, like, for me, it's back and forth right now between Venba and a space. I thought you'd be like, I don't know if they'll be able to it, make it. But then you start <laughs> doing the thing where we all overanalyze, where, mm -hmm. again, Goodbye Volcano High didn't turn many heads, I don't think, but that one's message has been out there for so long, right, in terms of what it is. I think if you were to toss this up, most people would know something about Goodbye, Goodbye Volcano High. I know they're animals. <laughs> oh, I can tell they're you dinosaurs. Are they, <laughs> are they dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know shit about this game. <laughs> you didn't know about Venba until two animals. days ago, even though I've been talking about it. Yeah, shout out to Jan Ochoa for putting me on to Venba. I know these dinosaurs are like trying not to get extinct, man. <laughs> like, the meaning Fuck, of, man. like, you know, global I'm going to say a space, <laughs> a space for the unbound. The, fucking, the dust got kicked up, blocked out the sun, yeah. you know, choked them out. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. Next up, we have innovation in accessibility. Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, or Street Fighter 6. I got no clue. Eek. I'm going Forza Motorsport. Huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my evidence to myself. <laughs> and I think the, the, the worst part about this category for me when it comes to who I think should win is I usually base it on whoever i see Talk on twitter being it. like yeah a random tweet from so-and-so person on my for you page just says like holy shit the accessibility and this is awesome and i just don't feel like i've been on twitter as much this year so it's hard for me to kind of tell in similar ways in the past where we've seen last of us get applauded yeah. we've seen mm -hmm. horizon get applauded i just haven't really seen a whole lot either way i do want to shout out uh street fighter 6 because uh, evo had like Blind players. Like, That's why I'm, I'm voting Street Fighter Six. I think, and, the, and the, I mean, even to go that far, right? Of like literally blind people playing the game. Mm -hmm. I think you can also dial it back just to, hey, I'm garbage at fighting. Yeah. Oh well, we have this control oh, scheme. Yeah. Da, 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 like the da, fact da. that you went up against Stella yeah. and it was beat a her ass. Goddamn, yeah. embarrassing for us. You're a gamer, it. dude. Yeah, I, I feel like in terms of conversation, to me, it falls between Forza and Spider-Man Two, and 
I'm I'm leaning Spider-Man. I'm gonna go Spider-Man too. Just because like I feel there's a they they nailed it. There's so much great stuff in there, and I also feel like some of the story bits even kind of like deal with that yeah. stuff in a, in a great way. So um, yeah, Spider-Man two for me. Best performance. Boy. We got Ben Star, Final Fantasy go. sixteen. Cameron Monaghan in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Brother Jesua. Idris Elba, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Melanie Libbard in Alan Wake 2. Uh, Neil Newborn, Neil Bond in uh, Baldur's Gate. Newbin in Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lowenthal in Marvel Spider-Man 2. My thing is, I would go all in on Ben Starr, but people love Asterion from Baldur's Gate 3. So that's the, and that's like, got the recency bias as well. Yeah. I'm going Ben Starr without a goddamn question. He not only is a good friend to us and fucking awesome and loves video games and all that stuff, he was incredible. I'm, gonna, I'm in ride or die game. for Ben Starr right now. And ben, yeah. The only reason I say that is because you could be like me, Bless, and have talked to Asterion twice. That's true. Like, not everybody has... This is an, this is a, an NPC that may or may not join your squad. You may or may have killed him in the first 30 minutes. Like, it, it's... I don't feel like it's, I feel like it's very, your mileage may vary, but the people who do are diehard for him. And the amount of like horny photos and drawings I've seen of Asterion. That's my thing is I think out of all those party members and all the main characters of Baldur's Gate 3, I think Asterion is the breakout one. And part of that is because like he's evil, right? And like he is like, there you say that shot of heart, bro. Oh man. He's like this vampire, right? And he like, he sticks out because of his Ah, tendency to (laughs) to be evil, but He's also really well performed. Like I really love that performance as Asterian. I just thought he was kind of dickish, and I was like, I don't want, I don't vibe with you, man. You're yeah. kind of bringing a weird vibe. I'm gonna go Ben Star also, because I think Ben Star has been doing a great job of just being out there as a personality, right? Like not only is her character fantastic, but like he has a presence on Twitter and He's stuff. Been that keeping is keeping the mind share, you know. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. people love Ben Star. I also love that everybody here is uh, has like mostly normal headshots, and then Camera Monahan has a contractual obligation to be in every photo <laughs> with a lightsaber. <laughs> Love it. Uh, There's gonna be a photo. He's like, I don't got one next to me, but I, I got a fucking flashlight. <laughs> I do want to give a it. shout out to Yuri though, because I, it's not uh, something nobody here doesn't fucking know. I love Spider Man so yeah. much, and to nail what it means to be Spider Man and Peter Parker and everything in between, Yuri just does it effort- effortlessly, and we've yeah. got it so many times. We're lucky that we've gotten it this much, and I think Spider Man too. Like he really, really brought it. I know some of the emo shit can get a little weird and grating and stuff, but like, despite that. His performance is incredible, and I feel like he's just so good. Where I hope he plays Spider Man forever. Yeah. Because you think of Mark Hamill and the Joker, it's like I think of Yuri and Spider Man. Like he's very, very, very damn good. And can I get a line read of the part where he says, um, "No wonder your family left you <laughs> to the lizard." He doesn't say it directly to the lizard, but he was like, I think he was like going to his house or whatever. But let me just do it. I'll do it as Clive. No wonder your family left you. I'm looking for my brother Joshua. That's great. <laughs> yes. Take it. I'm gonna vote Adris Elba. Damn. I think he surprised enough people in terms and he of. Shows up, he and it's shows up. Oh, huh? that character is so Oh, he, yeah, he'll be there. Oh. You kidding me? Yeah. Mr. Elba yeah, He's going to DJ the uh, after party. I, I will say, I feel like Blessing uh, was very different from like me and Barrett when it comes to accent slippage. Uh, Blessing yeah. heard a lot of accent slippage with Idris Elba. I did not. I heard a lot of it with many Library and Alan Wake too. Big deal. Who cares? But like, um, Blessing was like, yeah, there was times where I'm like, Idris Elba, where are you? Are you are you an American or are you British? I still don't know if his character. And I never ever had that vibe from him. So I just like Same. maybe it, it's just. It might be my years though. 
But yeah, there's a lot of times where Melanie Liebert is like, it's me, Saga Anderson. It's like, right, you're supposed to be American. <laughs> I also have, but she was great. She was awesome. I will say I also have watched a lot of Luther. And he's using his British, like his you know normal British accent yeah, in that yeah, show. Yeah. And so it, it might just be hard for me to hear him use an American accent. Because mm. like, yeah, that's just so used to his like... He's, he's less Luther to me. He's also, Black Superman. You know? The... Actor who played Ati in uh, Alan Wake oh, too should have so deserved good. to be here. Just saying. Mm. So good. Put Sam Lake in here. Greg, who do you got down? Oh, sorry, uh, Andy. Who do you have down? Uh, yeah, I gotta go with Ben Starr. Wait, I, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Let's go, Ben. Uh, next, we got Julie. best audio design. Alan Wake two, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man two, Resident Evil four. Really strong. Hi-Fi Rush. Amazing year. Amazing year for audio design. Dolby Atmos being introduced on on PlayStation. So much great stuff going on, and like all of these games are freaking incredible. Alan Wake's the only one that I haven't had personal experience here in the audio design. Uh, but all these other ones, I cannot believe how good they are. I do think I'd give it to Hi-Fi Rush, but I do want to say I think Spider-Man Two deserves it. But wow. my, my prediction here is Hi-Fi Rush. My prediction is Alan Wake Two. I think it both does the like. The horror game thing right of like having to rely a lot on its audio design for like <coughs> creatures and knowing where enemies are and all that stuff but then wood the, the, creaking freaking you out yeah you hear like, like a door knock or or my personal least favorite i'll call it not favorite my personal least favorite when i'm terrified i've got like i'm about to shit my pants Tim, and i'm walking by a goddamn water cooler doo -doo 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 -doo, the bubbles go out like yeah. oh you fucking bitch i'm about to shoot you but here's the thing greg i shot the water ball thing water didn't come out mm. terrible game Ooh. turn it off terrible oh. I, I think you have all that stuff you're talking about but then also i think you have the we sing chapter and i think that is the uh. cherry on top for the audio design where it's like oh man and you guys yeah, brought I think this game direction that's true i feel that but i mean it involves audio though so it does just like, you it's so interesting, right? Because on, on one hand, <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, the reason I'm predicting is I think that so much of that game is built around the audio design, and the audio design's really great and fun, and, like, it enhances the gameplay so much, so I'm there. But Spider-Man 2, like, I don't know if I've ever heard anything like it in terms of its use of 3D sound design. Like, when you are swinging through Central Park and you're going through the trees, you hear, like, the ruffling above you, and it sounds like it's above you. It doesn't sound like you're in it like every single like the imaging of it all is just so next level and i don't know how they did it but on top of that spider-man 1 did this miles morales did this spider-man 2 just upped it a bit the sense of like gaining momentum as the music rises as you start swinging more and more yeah. it's like yeah. so dynamic and they just it just doesn't miss like it feels so real and like the spider-man 2 adding so many more just pedestrians and cars and like things happening in the world that just adds so much more sound design that you realize like how immersive it all is. I think it would be an easy shoe in if this was the first time it was doing it. Yep. But it's like definitely better than the first one, right? But like when that first game came out and you go, holy shit, they have two different audio tracks for when a character is swinging through the sky and when they're just talking and they switch totally effortlessly. I feel like it'd be a shoe in this year if it was its first time, but because it's not, I'm going to go with Hi-Fi Rush. But I think Spider-Man 2 probably deserves it. So then, Greg? Seagull, seagull. I said as soon as I started, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Next up, best score and music. God damn it. Bum, 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 I don't wait, too. Baldur's Gate 3. 
Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I just want to start this one off real quick and Go just say, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom score is, it's fucking pure magic. It is, there's so much love. There's so much, I, I will listen to songs from that game for the rest of my life and tear up every damn time. I cannot believe what they did with the themes in that. It's so good. Having said that, it's Final Fantasy 16. Not a goddamn chance oh. that it doesn't win this. Interesting. Yeah, I think this is a, an, like probably the most sure shot of a winner would be Final Fantasy here. Not only because of the gigantic hardcore fan base, but when we talk about Somebody like me who is not super familiar with a lot of the diehard Final Fantasy, um, I guess, just aspects of the franchise. But I know the name Soken, and everybody knows the name Soken, and they're like, that man, they popped the fuck off for this, and they totally did. And it's, it totally supplements the gameplay in a way that makes everything so much more hype than already what you're seeing and feeling through the gameplay. Every song that hits, I mean, just accept the truth, dude. Accept the, the truth. truth. Accept the truth. So damn good. And yeah, I, I feel like the biggest, biggest snub of this entire game's Game Awards is that we're not going to hear Final Fantasy 16 music in the medley because it's not up for Game of the Year. We all fucked up as a people. Yeah. Just for wow. Amen. Yeah. That's why I want to tell Kia, like, let's just allow you one more game. Even though it's not going to win, we just want to yeah, hear it up the there. <laughs> it's the one that deserves it the most. <laughs> uh, so right now I got me and Andy, Final Fantasy 16. Greg and Bless. Final Fantasy 16. Man, do I want to be spicy? Because, yeah, like I agree with you in terms of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack. I don't know if it's going to win because it is a lot of Breath of the Wild in there as well. And I wonder if, like, in the mind of the judges, they're like, oh, well, it's just more of this, plus, like, it's some more. But, like, I, I do think that it's deserving and would probably be my personal pick. Um, the one thing I see here that is, like, making me pause a little bit is Baldur's Gate 3 has such a really, such a good main theme. It's such a memorable main theme as well. Um, I'm also going to go Final Fantasy 16, though. And Alan Wake's going to get a lot of love for We Sing and all yeah. the original music made mm. for anytime you finish a chapter, there's a new song being played. And while that's like a, an awesome thing and a very like super creative thing to do where you're just making your own music for everything, I, I think that We Sing will largely dominate the conversation when it comes to does Alan Wake deserve to win this one? Mm -hmm. But I'm still, I still think Final Fantasy dominates. Uh, next up, we got Best Art Direction. Sifu. Alan Wake God, 2. <laughs> See if we want game, baby. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Ooh. and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is a tricky one. This one is tricky. Yeah. This one is Alan Wake 2 for me. Me too, I think. Me too, I think. Me too, I think. Everything Remedy does creatively with that big, bold, compact, bold, plain font hitting the screen and going, the old gods or whatever the hell, uh, along with uh lighting choices where you're walking into a level and they these art directors are like all right check this shit out man like we we decorated this shit so you could look at this and just stare in awe while you're chasing away shadow people i think everything it does with environments all of the sort of next gen stuff going with uh like nvidia's path tracing that stuff just absolutely knocks my socks off tim yeah there's a moment in alloway 2 where you get where you get to room 666 and like 
Oh, yeah. That visual is sick as fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Mario Brothers Wonder. Ah, yeah. That game is a visual delight on the artistic side. God, it looks so good on OLED. Yeah. I played more over the football weekend. That's a great game. Also, shout out to Liza P just for like I I like what they do with the Pinocchio aesthetic. It's not it's the tough thing with Liza P is that whenever we talk about it, I feel like it has to go up against like from software stuff because it's so it so wants to be Bloodborne and it like it is a Souls like style game. And then like I have to think about how good an Elden Ring looks or yeah. a Bloodborne looks, and Liza P doesn't necessarily hit those levels. Um, but I think it does do a great job of establishing its own style. I, and like I, yeah, I think city. I think it did awesome stuff with character designs when it comes to how can we make these automatons evil. Yeah, but it still felt kind of generic in that weird little subsect of like what are some ugly creatures we can think of. Like there wasn't anything that I was kind of really surprised by. I don't think. I agree. It just all kind of felt like ugly stuff that from software left on the on the on the cutting room floor that being said it's like easily in my top 10 top five alan wake two uh it is i think a tough one to a degree uh mario wonder that's one of the big things oh every it's so you know wonderful oh there's so much wonder in every screen and stuff like that i could see it beating it but control did win in 2019 and i do think that again when you that back and think about if Barry, can you toss them. it back good up for them. Good the, for them that they we all voted for control yeah. tournament. God, control was high because it's for outstanding though. creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. I think at best art direction surface level, you go, oh Mario's gorgeous and does all this weird stuff and blah blah blah. But I think what, reading that that sounds more like Alan Wake two to me. It's not Mario. Mario doesn't deserve this. I'm saying, damn, damn, it's damn. good. Strong if it's anything, good. it's not best other action. than Alan Wake two. If anything deserves this, a tie fire rush. Well. I agree. Yeah. And there, there aren't, there haven't been a whole lot of moments in gaming that I've experienced. And and stick with me because it's kind of a weird comparison, but you'll get it once I get there. The way you felt when you first saw La Noire characters talking at you, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is this looks like a real person. What is going on here?" Like the first time you experienced that, how is this technology possible? I've felt the same way when I'm looking at Ati staring at me, just. And he's just sweeping yeah. or he's sitting down on the bed and he's looking at me and talking to me. It's like, dude, this doesn't feel or look like a video game. This looks so My, damn realistic. I'm Yeah, I'm right there with you. Not and saying that it's the same tech. I had some people thinking that I was like comparing the technology. No, I just mean like the first time you're like, wow, I'm just used to NPC standing there and mouth flapping wide open. And this dude is yeah. like fully mo-capped in a way that you would see in a cutscene, not just in a way that a dude's standing there, you know? You're, you're convinced me. I think the, the hang-up that I had with Alan Wake 2 is that I don't love how the dark place looks. Like, whenever I'm in there, I, do, I don't like the blurriness of it. I don't like the shadow enemies. Like, whenever I'm there, I'm like, I'd rather just be anywhere Wake. else. Yeah. Wake. Um, that's my main hang-up with it. But, like, even as you're talking about the character animations, when it is, like, yeah, you're talking to Otto, you're talking to any of the NPCs and how good they look. That was one of the first things that popped off for me where I was like, damn, like, this is insane. Y'all look, y'all look real out here. And then also when you when you do like the um the writers' room stuff, and it is I'm looking at an environment, and then on like a, in a split second you change the environment, yeah. and now it's yeah. a different thing. Change my answer to Alan Wake too. <laughs> and also like I know this is more like maybe a little bit more just overall direction, but the way they integrate, I would say like the live action stuff and how that they blend that into True. Yeah. the artistic direction and style for the game, I think is. Honestly, like they made the a most goddamn of, movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. They did like what they wanted to do with Quantum Break, but they didn't overdo it. You know. So the next set we have best narrative. We have three more categories left. Best narrative: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, 
Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 16, or Spider-Man 2? <clears throat> oh, it's a rough one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think Alan Wake 2 is a, one of the strongest contenders here. I want to push for Phantom Liberty, but like, I know, I, I know how I feel about it. I know how Andy feels about it. I know how Michael Hyam feels about it back home. I don't know how the world feels about Phantom Liberty in comparison to an Alan Wake 2. I feel like I'm seeing more people go crazy over Alan Wake 2 story than a Phantom Liberty. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Alan Wake 2 for this one. Even though personally I'd go to Phantom Liberty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go against like my own kind of feelings because I, I do think Alan Wake 2 will win this, but I want to give it to Phantom Liberty. So I'm going to vote for Phantom Liberty and say and predict that that wins. Proud of you. I liked how spiteful you were, uh, Blessing. Which when part? You, when you were like, uh, it'll probably go out in Wake 2, but I personally want it for Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I just think about the, the quality in side quest narrative stuff, too. It's so easy to kind of forget about all these really rich side quests that you have in, in Phantom Liberty that can hey, maybe go pick get up this car. Can maybe get played go or Go pick don't. up that car. Oh, this fucking Can you guy, pick this dude. car up for me? Jesus. There's a fucking... You don't like driving? It's as deep as They're a really fucking well cool, out really there. Really cool cars. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk to anybody. You get in the car and you go somewhere. Fuck, man. They Spider-Man too. See, I'm, yeah. I'm on the exact same wavelength as Blessing, but I feel like I my, I my work gets me to a different answer, where I feel like I'm the odd man out for everybody I know for Phantom Liberty. Everybody loved Phantom Liberty except me, right? Especially the narrative of it. Whereas I feel like Alan Wake 2, a lot of people rolled credits Alan Wake 2, and we're like, oh, it's okay. But you didn't mm. necessarily, you didn't fuck up the ending, but you didn't stick it. You didn't yeah. like nail it. You That's how like, I felt about it. When yeah. Because I, oh, I, I feel like everybody I hear that listen, like uh, I've been obsessively listening to different like reviews and spoiler casts. People are like, the fucking game for this story lands and it fucking hits. The Alan Wake calls people wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the ending comes together really quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm still going to say Alan Wake 2, though, I think. I love Spider-Man 2. I don't think it's going to win. I love the story in Fallen Fantasy 16. It has a lot of issues, but I think that what it does well, it does extremely well. And personally, I think it's great, but I know a lot of people don't agree and we're going to fight against it tooth and nail. I'm going Baldur's Gate 3. I think the choices oh, yeah, alone and the narrative design of it all, I think that's going to be like good the answer. story. Good so, answer. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. I, I, I wonder if Alan Wake 2 has more trouble... Because I feel like very central to his themes of it not being a lake, it's an ocean. There's a lot more to discover after you beat it. And then you, it kind of is very similar to like a Souls game in that sense, where once you start watching videos and the people that like make their career out of deciphering lore and that one little Easter egg that could be massive for the future of whatever the story is, that's where you get a lot more out of it when in the moment you're kind of just like, it's it can be i've i mean i've i was just listening to an alan wake podcast from these people that like i think it was like this the gamers university or something so shout out to them if that's even the right name i hope it is but they were doing a podcast and they were like wow remedy they we thought we were going to get the answers after that we wanted after the control dlcs and they made stuff more confusing and i was like well could have fooled me because I, like, I just feel like it's, it was kind of tough to understand what was even happening in moments. And you had to really, really be the hardcore Remedy fan of all of the Alan Wakes and Control DLCs to fully be engaged and understand and kind of really get the reward of being a hardcore, you know. How many times do I have Baldur's Gate 3 on there? 
Not enough. I'll Not tell enough. You that. Because yeah. like yeah. I think that's that's the thing where I'm like, fuck. Do I change the Baldur's Gate three? Because Baldur's Gate three is the pick to run away with a lot of awards. You only have one. And I'm acting like it's not going to run away with multiple awards. But maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you thought that, and now they're actually doing the work. You're like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. God. I maybe it's just going to run away with Game of the Year. Maybe Alan Wake 2 is the one that's going to run away with the awards. And yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 just gets the Game of the Year. Because I think Alan Wake 2 also just has the benefit of being fresh on our minds. Baldur's Gate 3 came out in August, right? And like we're all of the people voting right now just got done with Alan Wake 2, and they're hot off of it. And I feel like all the people who were playing Baldur's Gate a bunch of months ago are still working their way through Act yeah, 2 of the, Baldur's they, Gate. Not, like, you know what I mean? Most like, of us haven't finished Baldur's Gate 3. That's also a very good point. Yeah, Act 3 could just end up with somebody just taking a shit and being like, game's over. And <laughs> like, honestly, like... That, like <laughs> and I've if you tell that. anyone about this, I'll burn. <laughs> I've heard enough people be like, yeah, by the time you get to Act 3 also, like, game starts chugging, and yeah, like, Asterion starts saying bad words. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just takes a shit. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with all, on Wake 2. Final two here. Best game direction, Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Alan Wake 2, lock it in for me. I agree, Alan Wake 2. Now, here's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Can... Sing it, Andy. Well, I, I, I want to, but I don't know if I'm allowed because of NDA stuff. I just don't like it, you know... We can't talk about certain things about the voting process. So that's one thing that I'm like, I just don't know if enough people have beaten Alan Wake 2 by the time the voting stuff was opened up for the committee. You know, like. I think they had. Really? I also yeah. think they have, yeah. Because I know, like, the reviewers would have beaten it, but yeah. other people, you know, like, I just beat or, it. So. There was still, yeah, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's. A, Bear just beat it, you know. Yeah, but Bear's got a million other. He's playing Sea of Stars. No, I beat that, like. A month and a half ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Barrett was replaying Persona 4 for some <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I guess that's my, my only thing is like, I, would that have taken people a bit longer to get through? But you're so probably you, right but about it. I still think then you'd have reviewers coming hot into these meeting rooms to be like, yo, I know you haven't gotten there, but this is amazing. I was going to say, you're, you're also right about Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. that that game came out forever ago. And it's Jizzle like, Dupes, which is a Jizzle disgusting Dupes. name, says we sing is early in the game, at least, right? And I did a demo of that for all of you. I was like, are you not playing the game? You need to see this. Like yeah. that to, section alone. Astray Maze is better than those, to be honest. Can we be honest? I, I agree, I agree with that. Anybody who Actually, plays, is way anybody who's like, I'm, I'm glad we're finally having this conversation. Hot on the fucking ass of Alan Wake Whoa. 2. What if I told you there's a game that came out a couple years ago with way better combat? Like, and one thousand percent. Like, like, let's be real. And Astray Maze was awesome, and We Sing was an amazing achievement. Don't get me wrong. Um, but um, well, we'll we'll talk about that stuff later. Um, see, I think to Andy's point about like enough people playing that, I think. I, that's the word I have about Super Mario Brothers Wonder in this category Wonder and in other Mario. categories is like, you know, when Nintendo, when it comes to giving out review codes, usually they'll give like one per outlet or maybe a couple per outlet, depending on what outlet it is. And that makes me wonder like how many people, uh, if outlets are, if outlets are having it where it is, people are voting, right? Or like, you know, it is 10 people in a room and like you're coming to a consensus. If only one or two people per outlet are talking about these things, right? Like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, because it came out in the spring. And because it's Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, people are going to buy it and play it no matter where you are, right? Like, a Mario Brothers Wonder is one where it is, all right, like, you know, it's a 2D Mario. Maybe I'll get to it next year. Like, maybe like, Alan Wake 2, I believe, like, they're probably more liberal with codes as Remedy to, like, oh, want to get, yeah. get in more people's hands. So I think enough people probably have played it. This is an absolutely wild category with so many great answers. Like, Spider-Man 2, when you think about how much that pushed the SSD and, like, how the fast travel and everything, like, game design, game direction with all that, like, they pushed that shit forward. There was innovation 
Tears of the Kingdom, though. Like, that's... Oh. When you look at the words here, creative vision and innovation and game direction and design, it's like, dude, it's so hard for me to not go Tears of the Kingdom. Actually, it won't be wonder. That language makes me want to go Baldur's Gate 3. And then Baldur's Gate 3, like, same thing. It's like, But I think the majority of voters go, oh, we sing was in Alan Wake 2. That's going to get it. Yeah, but Asterion is in Baldur's Gate yeah. 3. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like the level of creativity in the respective genres of Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom, you know? My thing and how I'm, much they pushed that for the respective genres of a D&D type how you want. and uh, like an action-adventure game in the creativity of puzzle-solving and Tears of the Kingdom with its physics. If I told yeah, Barrett, I, hey, would you want to play this game and go through this mystical world? He'd be like, nah, but, I, but you could fuck a bear. You want to do that, Barrett, and so do I. So I feel you on I the mean, Baldur's why, Gate. Why are you putting me as a bear? You love fucking here. bears, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so, God, you know, it. I'm with you right there, man. Be you, Barrett! <laughs> I'm going Zelda. Bear! The reason why I jumped to Alan Wake 2 so quickly yeah. is... I, it's, I, I think one is it's the artsy-fartsy. Somebody in chat, I think, said artsy-fartsy. Or maybe it was Barry that said it. Um, but, like, somebody called it that. I'm like, yeah, it, it, it has that level of... Oh, yeah, critics love Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Because of the way it's telling a story. Because it's doing something, and it has the remaining and all that stuff. And also, Alan Wake 2 is the game here where you can name the director. Right? Like, Sam Lake is in the game. And I think when you're talking about best, best game direction, and you can link that vision of the game to a singular creator, and, like, him seeing through that vision, and you, like, if you play that game, you can feel the vision of Sam Lake. Um, for me, I think that's what people read more in the game direction. I don't know how many people are even reading, like, the line under it that's talking about it. Because if they are, then I'm like, Baldur's Gate 3 is the answer here. I'm going to have faith that there's a lot... Because you scrolled on that outlets list. There's, like, way more people than you could have ever imagined. I'm going to have faith that people are going to lean with you, Tim, and say tears, and my vote's going to go for tears. I hope so. And then so they go, go, maybe we'll give a game of the year or something else. <laughs> here we go. Game of the year. Game the big of the one year, here. Game of the year. Our game final predictions. Oh, no. We're going to harmonize. Game of the year. 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 We got Alan Wake, too. Will it be Resident Evil? Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate 3. Lock it in for Greg. EG3. You changed up from last time. Did I say Zelda last time? I think the last time we, you said Zelda. When did we say this? When? I could have sworn we had some kind of predictions episode, but I forgot what it was. We I, talked about like what our game, what we thought game of the year was going to be. Yeah. Or maybe it was like the six I was going to get nominated. That sounds right. That's, yeah. That happened. For sure. Lock it in for me, Tim. BG3. Yeah. Lock it in for me, BG3. Could you imagine like we finished Zelda, you know, that review. Yeah. And where we're all like, oh, best game that's not Zelda. Remember that was the joke we were doing for our game awards yeah. or whatever. And like, imagine if you go back in time and tell yourself that, that it's not going to be that. It's, it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. 3. <laughs> a fucking. <laughs> the nerds are going to rise. Main, like a, a game that got blessing to play it on keyboard and mouse. Yeah, a game that a is one. a yeah. turn-based strategy. D and, like it is the niche of all the niches. This is not an action adventure fucking third person game like. This is the most unlikely of all the game of, y of the year stuff in recent memory that I can think of. And it rules. Timothy, what do you think, buddy? It's so hard. Because I'm so with you guys that Baldur's Gate 3 is the answer. I think that, I personally think that in terms of the conversation, in terms of the industry, Baldur's Gate 3 is the game of the year. But 
Spider-Man 2 has yeah, Spider-Man 2. a lot of popularity. If, if, if Zelda wins, you're going to hear me in the audience. Like, I'm going to stand yes. up like, raise my hands like, let's fucking Because I want it to be Zelda, but I think it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. I like how you act like it's going to be dead quiet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear me over all the voices, though. I fucking told you all. <laughs> I fucking love you, Miyamoto. I'm voting The Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. I like it. Not just to bring spice, because... I truly believe that it's going to win. I, there's something about it. Looking at the last couple game of the year winners, like there's surprises. Sekiro winning was a surprise, right? Resident Evil 4. No, I, see, I don't think. <laughs> I think that Zelda and, and Baldur's Gate are like leveled up enough that the rest of them kind of fall out around it. They can all like fight for the, the, the crumbs of votes. Yeah, I'm going Zelda. Going Zelda. So there we go, everybody. Let us know in the comments below what your predictions are for these. And who of us you think will get the most predictions correct? Yeah, Madeline. We'll return next week with our <laughs> predictions of announcements uh, episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast, which will be extremely exciting for everybody. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.